Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. discussing season two episode 19 titled trojan horse holy crap this episode my my god it is this thing is packed like it's super dense like literally all the things are happening into this episode like this one hour of television this one 45 minute period of person of interest mythology they threw in pretty much every plot thread they could think of. <laughs> it is... It is insane. It really, really is. So, we'll start off with this week's number. Uh, a VP at this big tech company. Who initially looks to be about as normal as normal can be for, like, a tech VP. But she ends up starting to do some some weird stuff. She's, like, breaking into R&D, stealing files, uh, copying them onto flash drives and all that, going to secret meetings. And we find out. By the way, the entire time, uh, Harold goes in as an IT guy in this tech company, immediately hits it off with this VP in, like, cartoonish fashion. Like, in cartoonishly fast fashion. But we find out she's investigating the death of this one employee whose entire background... Uh, just doesn't check out. Like, everything feels wrong. Everything feels out of place. Uh, we find out that, uh, this dude's parents, the address on file for his parents, his parents never lived there, and all that, and it turns out, with some digging, this guy is a spy. This man is a spy Planted into this company. So she's investigating this spy. Hands off the information to a co-worker. And is like, hey, you should investigate this. This is your department. You should uh, vet this a little bit. See what comes up. And then immediately. Someone starts. Syncing with this woman's phone. And loading up her phone with calls she never made, meetings she never set, contacts she never had, making her look super suspicious. And it turns out, she's being framed for corporate espionage. Espionage. 
and is immediately fired. And immediately thrown out onto the street by her boss. Now, of course, she does not let this lie. She does not uh, let this go. She does not move on with her life. She loves this company. She adores it more than anything else. So what she now wants and what her mission in life is, is to find out who framed her, what's actually going on, and to bring that person to justice and prove her innocence. This does not go well. She follows her assistant, who is very bullish in saying that, yeah, everything you're saying is right, even though she knew everything they were saying was wrong. She goes up to him and is like, hey, why'd you say those things? Turns out he's also a spy. And not for another company. Turns out, This company was infiltrated not by corporate spies, but by, like, actual spies from China. Her assistant and this guy who died were both spying for China. Oh my god, imagine if Donnelly were alive to see this case. Oh my god, he he would get so excited, like, yes! Yes, I actually found spies from China. Yes. Yay. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. Oh, all my random accusations paid off. I finally found Chinese spies. Yay. And it also would have blown a hole in uh, his <laughs> his man in the suit theory that the man in the suit is working for China. Like, wait a minute. This Chinese spy is fighting other Chinese spies? Like, wait. Are there multiple Chinas? <gasps> oh, no. There's a... There's a multiverse of Chinas, and the Chinas are fighting. Oh my god, no. Like, oh, he would have blown a gasket. It would have been lovely for him. He would have just gone all in on it. May or may not have had to just pause the recording in order to go poop. Uh, So that is the level of professionalism that goes into this podcast, everybody. Be, be in awe of how seriously I take my work. <laughs> I had to pause six minutes in to go take a shit. Uh, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was talking about China and how there are actual Chinese spies now on this show. And how Donnelly's little dick would have exploded if he uh, lived to see it. <laughs> so... Reese rescues this woman from the Chinese spies. They take her to a safe house. Uh, Finch comes in and is like, hey, yeah, uh, I was undercover in your uh, tech company. I'm not actually an IT guy, at least not in the traditional sense. Uh, Hi. And then the two of them get to work to try and hack this company. In order to get the evidence, in order to prove 
that Chinese spies have infiltrated it. This hack does not go well. <laughs> Finch has his laptop out. Uh, this woman's like, hack, 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 hacking away. They're both like working together on this hack. And then, um, the hack backfires on them. Uh, they figure out, uh, the Chinese figure out that they've been hacked and they like do a little reverse hack on them and make the laptop overheat to the point of flat out exploding. You ever seen a laptop on fire? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I may or may not be a pyro. But now, because of that, we have to do this full-blown heist. Have to actually, like, go in to the company to get this information. To get this evidence. This is the second episode in a row, by the way, we're doing a full-blown heist. And I am okay with it. (laughs) I am very, very, very much okay with them doing two heists in a row. I especially love how they distract the guards by putting <laughs> by putting this VP's badge with which has like a locator in it to let them know if she's back on the property. Put it around Bear and just have him run around the building and just go nuts. <laughs> and so there's just the guards just having to chase around the damn dog. It's great. It's so phenomenal. It's the best thing. Uh, but Reese and the VP go into the server room. They hack, 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 hack. To get this evidence. And we get this giant mountain of code. Like, a lot. Like, this treasure trove. Like, more than Finch thought he was going to get. Way too much to sift through all of. But in this moment, Finch does learn that, um... It was not just a couple people who were spying for China. Half the company, apparently, is Chinese spies. Half of them. And, they're not actually spying on the company they're using the company to spy on the government to spy on the US government spy on the entire country so suffice it to say this is a lot bigger than we once thought and then of course Chinese spies they figure out like oh crap we're being hacked and they get into this big gunfight that's really, really well done. Fitch is like, hey, they're getting, like, SMS messages from this guy's office. But wait a minute, this guy's not on the list. He's not one of the spies. The dude's dead. This VP's co-worker, the one she initially gave the spy information to, is dead. And you know who killed him? Her boss. The CEO of this company... Apparently, his company was struggling way back when, and he decided, you know what? I'm gonna sell out my entire country to China so I can stay on top, so I can continue to be in business. 
So he basically turned himself into a Chinese spy to save his company. And he's just about to do the whole, oh, a disgruntled employee came in and killed a bunch of other employees and then killed herself, like about to do that thing. But then he gets a call. And this call is from the same dude who was pulling the strings on Stanton. And he's like, hey, remember that thing we talked about when you started? You're doing it now. Your family will be taken care of. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he just kills himself right there. Like, right in front of Reese and this VP. Just stops all of his evil guy stick in his tracks to take himself off the board on the orders of this dude. Yeah, that happened. So, all this evidence goes to the FBI, who raids this tech company, absolutely guts it. Uh, delivers advisements like, hey, government facilities, if you're using things from this company, replace it immediately, blah, 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 blah. So this company is, like, kaput, essentially. Because half of their staff have been outed as Chinese spies. This VP is all, like, free and clear. She can do whatever she wants. We had a nice goodbye. But then we gotta talk about, uh... What the hell just happened? And Finch, in going through this code, was able to figure out a few things. One, this code was very similar to the virus that Stanton uploaded. A while back. Two. Only a fraction. Of. The data. Went to China. Actually went to China. The rest of it. Went to this other organization. Called. Decima. We've also now found out that that virus was put up there with the sole intention of infecting the machine. And just as Reese and Finch walk away, we get this great ending where literally like right behind them is this freaking old dude on the phone like, Yep, uh, as expected, these, uh, these feds, uh, focus more on the China thing than us. So, we're still in the clear. Uh, we did get hacked by someone, we are looking into it. Uh, but our main, our our bigger plans are still on schedule. Dropping all the bombs on this, uh, on this particular episode. And that's just one of three storylines 
that are going on in this episode. We haven't even talked at all. We're 15 minutes in, and we haven't even talked at all about Beecher. So Carter and Fusco are both on Beecher's ass because Shemansky got killed. And it looks a hell of a lot like Beecher set him up to die. And Carter's like, who's your informant? Who gave you this information? Tell me. You're just looking more suspicious. And she puts Fusco on it. And Fusco's like, hey, you're dirty. You look real dirty right now. And is like, hey, what the, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. And is being all rough on him. Beecher then goes to talk to Quinn. Who we find out in this moment that he is actually not working for. He's not working for HR. He is not. It looked a hell of a lot like he was an HR cop. He's not an HR cop. Turns out this dude's relation to Quinn is that Quinn is his godfather. And his godfather in City Hall was like, hey, I'm going to give you uh, some information that came across uh, my desk. You can uh, you can have the arrest on it. You can take the credit. Have fun. Like, so from Beecher's eyes, it looked like, oh, my godfather is helping me out. My godfather's doing me a solid. That's cool. Never suspecting that his godfather is the head of HR. And Beecher's like, hey, I need to know where you got your information. I need to know where you got your information. I need to know where you got your information. And Quinn's like, okay. It was one of Elias's guys. And so Beecher goes into prison to see Elias. And he's like... And he has this whole conversation with Elias where Elias is just like, yeah, hey, idiot, you got played. This is all HR. Like, this is, like, you got played by HR, you're a dumbass. Quinn gets wind of this meeting. By the way, Fusco records the whole thing and uh, gives the recording to Carter, so Carter now knows Beecher's all good, Beecher isn't a dirty HR cop. But Quinn gets wind of this meeting and is like, oh man, tried to warn Cal... Being a police officer is a dangerous job. And then while Beecher is on this stakeout, he is lured away by a suspect on the run and is, wow, that's a very appropriately timed police siren. That is so appropriately timed. That got picked up on the mic. If that didn't get picked up on the mic, I'm going to be pissed. Literally at the moment I start to talk about the big police moment of the episode, police siren went off. I I, I don't know. That should have gotten picked up on the mic. That had to. I need that to have gotten picked up on the mic. Anyway. Beecher gets lured away and gets shot a bunch. Just before this happened, Finch got Beecher's number, by the way. And warned Carter, like, hey, we need to find Beecher, we need to find Beecher, we need to find Beecher. As Fusco shows up and says, hey, uh, we got a call about an officer under fire and all that. And Carter puts two and two together and is like, oh no. 
And then we find Beecher... Dead! No! Beecher, why? Why? He was too good for this world! He's dead now. That sucks. Uh, also, Shaw comes back in a little minor subplot. Uh, Reese parks himself outside of her former partner's parents' house. Uh, his parents thinking that uh, he is a traitor, which he's not. Reese puts two and two together and is like, you know what? Shaw's probably going to try and make a stop here. And Shaw does make a stop here. And Reese and Shaw have like a little extended conversation. Reese continuing to try and get Shaw to join him and Finch. And she's like, nope. And leaves. But then shows up at Finch's little uh, little headquarters. Having traced him back there. And she's like, so, um, real talk. What the hell are you doing? What the hell is your deal? And Finch being all cagey, of course, but still saying, like, my offer still stands. You can still come and join us. But then just before she leaves, Shaw takes a big interest in Root. Remember... Root captured her and almost tortured her back in her debut episode. Shaw's got some history with Root. And she now wants to know more about this chick. And Finch is like, um, relationship with that woman, fairly complicated. And Shaw's like, whatever. And, uh, and leaves. Presumably with the agenda of, I want payback now. From the way she's talking. Also, Bear really likes Shaw. Like, a lot. Like, Shaw shows up having broken into this place. And Bear's like, yay! Shaw's here! And is being all nice and not attack doggy at all. And as soon as Shaw leaves, Finch turns to Bear and is like, Traitor! (laughs) It's great. It's really, really amazing. Uh, but yeah, this is a packed episode, man. It it really, really is. It's huge. A lot happened. All of which uh, is big, like, big place setting for the last three episodes. The last three episodes of the season. Oh boy, get ready. It's gonna be real good. I'm just gonna say that. Anyway... Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, uh, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. 
Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll put up there once every single month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 20. Talk to you then.